0: You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke.
1: Welcome to the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast, brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is the fantastic Kate Majuk. You can follow her on Twitter at FFBallBlast. Kate, how are you doing today? And did you enjoy week six?
0: I did enjoy week six. And I'm doing ecstatically, if that is a... I don't know if that's an (laughs) adverb, but I'm going to roll with it. Because we get Monday Night Football tonight times two. And we get to watch the Kansas City Chiefs face off against the Buffalo Bills, which... If anybody listening to this podcast does not know, I'm a secret Bills fan. Not so secret anymore.
1: Yeah, and did you hear who's going to be active for tonight's game? Moss. Yeah, Zach Moss. Well, we're going to have to have a Zach Moss show later on this podcast. Maybe it'll be on Thursday after his breakout game against Kansas City. Oh, wouldn't Marcus, that be great? You,
0: you mush, you. <laughs> no, just how to get me going for the, the podcast. Oh, go. my goodness. Yeah, well, guys, we'll get to know each other a little bit better, and you will get to know Zach Moss a lot better because. It's, it's going to be his breakout game tonight, so yeah, I'm pretty excited I, for I, that. I,
1: I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, <laughs> we've got another running back to, to start the show off with today, Kate, and that is the one and only Derrick Henry. My uh, other love. Yeah, I mean, listen, anybody who knows me or follows me on Twitter knows my love for Derrick Henry, so we're, we're just going to gush about him for the next four or five minutes. But uh, it was a Derrick Henry game yesterday against the, the Houston Texans. 22 carries for 212 yards. That's 9.6 yards per attempt. Two touchdowns also added in 52 yards in the receiving game. Uh Kate, before we hopped on the show, I was looking at some, yeah, some dynasty running back ranks to see where Derrick Henry is at, and I was honestly shocked. Uh, it looks like the consensus right now among, you know, analysts is around running back 13 all the way down to running back 16. Are we undervaluing Derrick Henry in his dynasty value? I know he's a little older than what we typically like, but he's good.
0: Uh yeah, absolutely, we are undervaluing him. So, like, let's look at the fact that uh, we have a guy like uh, Zeke. Not to uh, not to poke that fire for you, yeah, sure. But we've got a guy like Zeke who has a ton of touches on mm-hmm. his body. Uh, he's a little bit older. He's a a perennial top five dynasty running back. So all of those reasons that we hold against uh, Derrick Henry, we we don't hold against Zeke. Maybe the only difference there is that Derrick Henry just isn't much of a pass catcher, but God, he is, the, you know, the funnel point of that offense. Everything mm-hmm. rolls through Derrick Henry and the games where it does not, uh, you can see them struggle. So I, I think that, yeah, if we, we have to consider him a top end Dynasty running back, and I'm not sure. I mean, what is the biggest difference for you in terms of, of Henry and Zeke and why their rankings vary so much?
1: I'm not sure. I think a lot of people think that Dallas has this great offensive line still, and you know, he's going to be running behind that line forever, but that's just not the case anymore, right? Dallas's offensive line has gotten quite a bit older, it's gotten worse. Uh, Tennessee, I think, has the better rushing attack. And I do think the receptions have a part to do with it. But what I love about Derrick Henry from a dynasty perspective or just, a you know, a week to week fantasy thing is he has these games every year. Right. And it's typically two or three games throughout the season. And sometimes they happen in the playoffs where he just explodes. And if you have him on your team that week, he's going to win your 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 matchup for you. Like this is a perfect example. Uh, two hundred and twelve rushing yards, two touchdowns. Added in fifty yards in the you know receiving game, so you're talking about you know most leagues 26, 27 points and yardage alone, and then the touchdowns. Uh, we look at what he's done over the last three weeks. Um, you know he's four hundred and fifty seven total yards over the last three weeks. My six lord, six touchdowns. <laughs> he's just he's fantastic. And what we know about Henry is he typically starts the season off a little slow, and he did that again this year. Uh, the yards per carry were you know not great. But the touchdown upside and these big, long runs that can, you know, result into 13, 14 fantasy points on a single run are what can, you know, flip and change your league. I, I'm going to I'm going to go to a couple of running backs right now, uh, Kate, that are currently, again, by most dynasty, you know, prognosticators ranked ahead of Derrick Henry. You, you tell I that love you that out. word.
0: Procre- pro- pro- oh, my God, I can't even say it.
1: I can't even say now that you messed mess <laughs> <laughs> Welcome roll. to the Lockdown Dynasty podcast where we have no idea how to pronounce words so no uh, none. let's go ahead and get to it uh, DeAndre Swift or Derrick Henry Derrick Henry yeah and I, I don't think it's all that close right I mean Swift had a good game we're gonna get to him in a second but not that close what about Joe Mixon Derrick Henry what about Aaron Jones Derrick Henry okay how about Josh Jacobs
0: Ooh, that, that one's, one's closer, closer for, me. for me. That one's a lot closer for me. Um, and they do profile sort of more similarly, um, you know, in the fact that Josh Jacobs is technically, uh, you know, not a, a proficient uh, – I, I mean, he's a, a decent receiver, but um, he's not typically profiled as a receiving back. Um I still got to roll Derrick Henry. Yeah,
1: I, that one's closer for me just because of the age and because I do like the situation. Right? And you know
0: what? I like the um, I, I do shockingly like what they are building in mm. Vegas. I am very surprised to actually say that. I'm not a big John Gruden fan, but I, whatever they're doing is working. So... Like their offense looks like it's humming, and you know they've got some some nice pieces on defense, so they might actually be in a position to sort of produce long term. Mm-hmm. Um, I still got to go with Derrick Henry, but. It's very, very close.
1: So we're looking at Derrick Henry somewhere between, you know, the seventh and eighth running back in Dynasty. And, I, you know, for the most part, he hasn't been valued there. You've been able to get him pretty cheap despite leading the league in rushing last year. I think people are so worried about the, the lack of receiving game um, that they actually end up undervaluing him in PPR league. So. Well, uh,
0: and so, you know, another another thing to consider, what about all of these rookies? So I know you mentioned DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about, for you, Clyde Edwards-Alaire? e Hmm.
1: That one's closer for me because he's so young, and he's he's going to be tied to a great quarterback. I, I probably Are you would...
0: saying that Sir Ryan Tannehill is not a good quarterback? Wait, that's, that's,
1: it's fine. I mean, I, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill is playing well. It's just— Man, that's just such a great situation for Clyde Edwards-Solaire that, you know, he's only 21 years old, but it's close. I mean, listen, we, if we were talking about this at the beginning of the season, it's not close, right? Everybody was valuing, you know, CEH as, you know, top three or four dynasty asset, but now it's closer. Um, I want to I talk about another running back really quickly, but kudos to Derrick Henry. Uh, we, we love him on the show. This will always be a, a <laughs> Derrick Henry uh, fan This is show. a safe
0: space, guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's, Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about Ronald Jones, because this was somebody who, I, I mean, I've never seen a value go up and down more by the news report during the offseason, right? It was, you know, one day Bruce Arians was talking about how Ronald Jones is our future running back, and then it's, you know, they sign Leonard Fournette, and then they talk about Lashawn McCoy, and then it's Keyshawn Vaughn getting buzzed, uh, they they bring in Fournette, and he has a big game, uh, it, you know, and Ronald Jones he looks okay, but the last three games for ronald jones have been spectacular 374 yards uh, in those last three games three straight games with 100 yards rushing um, i thought he looked fantastic uh, against the packers here um, in week six again i'm gonna read you his line 23 carries for 113 yards two touchdowns added two receptions for eight yards in the passing game what do we do with ronald jones kate
0: Oh, it, so when you say you've never seen anybody, um, you know, whose value just it goes up and down, like peaks and valleys, man. This guy, like, we cannot decide. I actually, I feel that way watching him play because he has looked so good, so good. He's, I, I mean, kudos to him because he is not a, a player that I was very high on coming into this season. Um, you know, he hasn't had the uh, the softest hands, I will say, but. When it comes to what he's actually accomplishing on the ground, nice um, upcoming schedule. You've got the Raiders, Giants, Saints. I think what we have to ask ourselves is what what kind of position um, what kind of position is he going to be in once Leonard Fournette is healthy? Because that has been sort of that that thing in the background mm. where Leonard Fournette has not been healthy. He was a, a surprise uh, inactive yesterday. Uh, he was active for the week five matchup uh, on uh, was that Thursday or Monday night Th- football? Thursday, now I guess the Bears. Yep. Now I'm getting all my all of my weeks <laughs> confused. Um, he was active for that game, but they labeled him sort of as a in case of emergency, um, you know, sort of use. So he's definitely not been healthy. So I think it just depends. Do you think he gets this full workload, or is Bruce Arians going to Bruce Arians?
1: It's so hard. I mean, again, I, I have Ronald Jones in a ton of dynasty leagues, and I'll be honest, you know, over the last three games, I haven't started him in any of these ones because he just there's no confidence yet. But again, the schedule has been fairly tough. I mean, Chargers, Bears, Packers, those are some pretty good defenses. So, uh, you know, with the schedule getting a little bit easier over the next couple weeks, I don't know how you can't have him in the lineup. Uh, in PPR points, he's at number twelve right now for all running backs. So I guess you can technically call him a low-end RB one. But I, I don't know. There's still a part of me that just doesn't trust him yet. But maybe again, if we have one more week where he produces, you know, a hundred yards and gets a chance at a touchdown or two, uh, we have to trust trust him. Correct?
0: I think we do. And like I, I was a person who really liked Keyshawn Vaughn coming out of, of school, but. Uh, You know, I think he's had a number of setbacks in his development as a running back. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think that if Ronald Jones continues to perform like this, we're going to have to buy in. Um, And honestly, so if you are let's say you're in 10 dynasty leagues (laughs) and you're not fully bought in on Ronald Jones and maybe you don't have a lot of Ronald Jones shares like me. This is sort of the time where I'm like, you know what, I need to go buy a few shares in a few of my leagues, just so I have a a couple of pieces of Ronald Jones, just in case. Um, You don't want to miss out on all your leagues. So I, he's a guy that I, you know what, I should probably make some offers for today, Um, because even I have him in a couple of redraft leagues, and you know what, I don't, I don't even know if I'm sold on him in redraft, but I'm like, you know what, I need to, I need to just roll with it.
1: We're going to have to look at some Ronald Jones trades later in the week just to see what people are doing with him because I think a lot of people are feeling like us where, okay, yeah, it's nice that he's had three good games, but do you trust him to continue to produce? And again, it might not even be him who you don't trust. I think it's Bruce Arians who you really don't trust. So. Uh, we'll, we'll have to circle back to, to Ronald Jones later in the week. Um, let's pause so I can tell you about Roman. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy, but with Roman, they've made it simple to talk about. You can talk to a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan, If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. If approved, you'll get $15 off your order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNFL. All right, Kate, let's play some stock up and stock down. I want to start with DeAndre Swift. Um, First big game for DeAndre, 123 yards, uh, two touchdowns. Uh, What did you see from Swift on Sunday?
0: I'm I'm actually buying into this performance with DeAndre Swift and I think it all has to come down to the fact that this felt like a changing of the guard if you will mm-hmm. um, you know the the biggest issue with DeAndre Swift is just that he hasn't had opportunity heading into this week he had 12 total rushing attempts 12 uh, we we'd seen him utilized as a receiver but this is the first time that he's actually gotten some some chances on the ground and he, absolutely exploited these these opportunities um i I think we have to buy into deandre swift and the fact that uh more so i don't know that the the lions can put that lightning back in the bottle No, like it's out he's 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 broken out i'm buying into the game
1: Yeah, the Lions get the Falcons uh, next week, so that could be another huge, huge game for DeAndre Swift. I just think he makes sense in that offense, right? The talent matches what Matt Stafford does and what this offense wants to do, so yeah, I'm buying it. He's not going to have the same efficiency for the rest of the season as we saw in this game, but uh, you can see the talent. Um, Let's let's look at another running back. Uh, Mark Ingram. This one's kind of sad because I've always been a Mark Ingram fan, but Kate, I'm worried that it's over for, for Mark Ingram. He just doesn't look the same. Yeah, Yesterday, he left with an ankle injury. Through the first six games of the season, he does not have a single game of over 60 rushing yards. We know he's not used in the passing game. Just three receptions on the season. Uh, just two total touchdowns. Uh, they've been using J.K. Dobbins some more. Gus Edwards is getting some run, and both those guys just look like far more explosive players. Is it over for Mark Ingram as a fantasy relevant running back?
0: Ugh, it it could be. Yeah, it could be. Um, but here's the thing, sort of like a situation with a Mr. Bruce Arians. I don't know that I trust uh, the Ravens to keep him out of the lineup. He's uh, he's a guy that has in in the past been uh, historically efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's he's done them he's served them quite well so if he's healthy i feel like they would try to get him back in the mix but if you're looking at this from a, a fantasy perspective and a dynasty perspective i think that this is the this is the drop off we're at the cliff
1: yeah and it's it is kind of sad because you know he looked so dominant last year and he was giving you some really strong weeks but you know, he had the calf injury in the playoffs and now he's got the ankle injury. He just doesn't seem a hundred percent. But also I, let's
0: be honest, like the Ravens offense as a whole hasn't looked lights yeah. up. It's and just, I, I think it's a combination of, you know, all of these different aspects, but, um, Gus Edwards, man, I, he's a guy that I have on my bench in a lot of leagues because he's just been sort of floating around the waiver wire. Um, you know i gus edwards might be the guy to own because even without you know mark ingram um Mm -hmm. you know there for the full game jk dobbins only saw nine carries
1: yeah i mean and jk dobbins
0: by the way um he is ahead of derrick henry in the fantasy pros consensus dynasty running back rankings
1: i know it's it's just crazy it's Go buy Derrick Henry. That's that's going to be the conclusion yes. of this, this show. Go buy Derrick Henry. Um, let's do stock up. I want to talk about uh, another Steeler. Man, I hate making this a Steeler show, but I guess we have to. <laughs> um, James Conner. So in week one against the Giants, he really struggled. Six carries for nine yards. He left that game, and Benny Snell came in and ran all over the Giants. Since then... He's been really good over the last four games, 360 yards in the ground, four touchdowns has added in 75 receiving yards uh, against the Browns here in week six, 20 carries for 101 yards and a touchdown uh, added one catch for one yard in the receiving game is Connor. I mean, I'm, I think this is pretty obvious. Connor is the running back to own now in Pittsburgh, but how do we value him going forward? Because this is a running back now, who is in the, is this the third year of his contract, fourth year of his contract? Um, I, I don't think he's a locked stay with Pittsburgh. How are we valuing James Conner?
0: He's such a tricky one because even as a Steelers fan, I don't believe that James Conner gets his second contract. If he does, I think they get him maybe at the hometown discount. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh guy. Uh, went to school and Pitt, got, you know, his cancer treatment. Like, I, I think that some of that, you know, if he's going to be in Pittsburgh, I think that's sort of going to be part of that here. Um, but I do think that he's a guy that took a pretty big hit in terms of his dynasty value solely because of injuries. And guess what? Like, he didn't look great in the first week. I don't know if it was injury-related. He sort of hobbled up. I think they labeled it an ankle injury, but – it, weirdly, he was like running up and down the sidelines. The whole like it was so bizarre. And then he came out looking perfectly healthy the next week. So, uh, you know, I think when the biggest hit to him has been the injury history, and you know, he's he's handling a, a decent amount of touches, right? Like he's yeah, nearly yeah. on pace for 300 total touches on the season. He looks good, averaging 4.9 k- yards per carry on pace for 50 targets. I think you have to bump him up in your rankings, maybe regardless of the contract situation, because I, I just, I think the talent's there.
1: I agree. I think, you know, for the rest of the season, strong, strong RB2 production at the very least. I think you can even argue that he's better than that Long term, We'll see. It's just such a tricky contract situation. Uh, We know that Mike Tomlin likes Benny Snell. They drafted Anthony McFarlane in the fourth round this year. Um, that's a player that I'm really struggling to value because of the the contract situation. Um, Let's do one more. We'll do stock down. Um, Zach Ertz had another rough outing yesterday, Kate. Uh, Four receptions for 33 yards on 10 targets. I went back and looked at his last 10 games. Last 10 games, 45 receptions for 382 yards and four touchdowns. Wow. Wow. it's it's been really, really bad lately. Hasn't had a game over 100 yards uh, since the middle of 2019. Uh, He's only had 100-yard game in his last 23 outings. This used to be one of the premier tight ends in fantasy, someone that you could put in your team every week knowing that you're going to get 11 to 12 points. Is it over for Zach Ertz?
0: I worry that it is over in Philadelphia. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if he was traded to another team and maybe got, you know, a a second resurgence. But the thing that's been most concerning to me for Zachary is, is just the fact that, you know, we saw Dallas Goddard look like 10 times the tight end that he did this year.
1: Oh, yeah. Same offensive
0: yeah. system, same quarterback. So you really get a nice apples-to-apples apples comparison when you're looking at a guy like Zach Ertz and Goddard, um, you know, both utilized heavily as pass catchers. Um, you know, they they love their, their two tight ends. I think that the apples-to-apples apples comparison is what is most concerning and not necessarily – um, sometimes you have dry spells, and sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, whether it be schedule or just offense, it, you need to worry about that. But, I mean, when Dallas Goddard was was healthy, he looked like the far superior tight end.
1: Yeah, you know, when I realized that it was probably over for Zach Ertz, just watching the Philadelphia-San Francisco game from a few weeks ago. So that was the first game that Kittle came back from his injury. Um, and Kittle had 15 receptions for like 180 yards and a touchdown, and Zach Ertz was four for nine. It, it was just one of those reminders, like, oh, this is what Zach Ertz used to be able to do. What Kittle yeah. was doing on the other side, right? He used to have, he used to be capable of these type of games, and now Zach Ertz is just, I mean, he's relegated to just kind of like a chain mover, and even then, he's not. He's not fantastic at that. He's a a low efficiency receiver. He doesn't offer anything after the catch anymore. The touchdown upside is gone. So, yeah, I think I think his days of being valued as a tight end one are over. I mean, let alone being like a top two or three tight end. I think you can make a good case that, you know, he's outside the top 10 or 12 tight ends. Uh, in dynasty going forward it just it looks like it's over
0: so what are you willing to take for for Hertz? so um if <laughs> like if, I, we're all tight end,
1: if we want to do tight ends
0: yes let's do tight right, ends. right let,
1: let, let's do this because um, this is always fun
0: this is fun okay so if i would offer you uh johnny smith
1: oh johnny easily
0: okay uh mike Gisecki.
1: easily Giseki. yep hayden hurst they're about the same age, but I'll take Hayden Hurst.
0: <laughs> um, let's see. Uh Hunter Henry.
1: Yeah, give me Henry. I mean, it, it's gotten this bad for Zach Ertz. It really has. Evan Ingram. Ingram. I mean, I just I'm hoping that Ingram gets to a different team, but I mean, yeah, Ingram. Dalton Schultz. Okay, that's where I stop. It's 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 <laughs> Zach Ertz at that point I mean, because Schultz is <laughs> a part-time player in Dallas, but it it's bad, Kate. Like we're out, we're probably outside the top 11 12 tight ends now right
0: yeah we're we're pretty far yeah Um, Not great so rest in peace Zachary,
1: (laughs) or get traded to a team that maybe knows how to use them that's that's what we're saying uh let's take one more break so i can tell you about built bar built bar is the best tasting protein bar out there it's hard to even explain it it's real chocolate with amazing flavors and it's a great combination of low calories high protein and low sugar with no crazy additives Best of all, they taste fantastic, and they are releasing six new flavors, including Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, and Apple Almond Crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code locked on, and you'll get 20% off any order, again, at BuiltBar.com. All right, Kate, let's finish up the show with some Stasher Cash. Uh, I want to start with Justin Jefferson, who, holy crap, he's good. I mean, we knew this coming out of LSU, <laughs> but my goodness, some of the numbers he's posted lately are ridiculous. Uh, on Sunday, nine catches for 166 yards and two touchdowns. Over the last three games, I mean, he's been just phenomenal. Uh, or excuse me, over the last four games, 175, 103, he got a dud against Seattle, for 23 uh, yards, 166 against Atlanta. Are you stashing or cashing Justin Jefferson?
0: I got a stash. I yeah. I really, I think you have to buy in. Um, I, this is like historic uh, rookie wide receiver production. He already has accumulated 537 receiving yards. He ranks third among all wide receivers in total yards. Like, Jeez. Jeez. how? I, I can't, How? I, Can I give
1: you somebody real quick? Just, yeah. Just rookie for rookie. Claypool or... Justin Jefferson.
0: I'll roll with Justin Jefferson. I
1: agree. I, I think the touchdowns are still a little fluky for for uh, Claypool. I mean, he's getting he's getting some yards. He had seventy five yards for Pittsburgh uh, on Sunday. But I think Jefferson and the volume and the role that he's locked into is just fantastic. There's just no way you're trading a receiver like that. We've we've already seen that that, that offense can support two receivers with Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs as stealing gets into the later stages of his career, I think Jefferson is going to to eat up more of those targets.
0: And let's look at the fact that, you know, he's got, um, he's got a lot of playmakers around him, including yeah. uh, Dalvin cook. Uh, you know, I, I think that um, I just trust the, the offense there. Um, I know they haven't had a, quite as fantastic as an out of an outing as they have in years prior, but I do think that, um, I, I trust the long-term viability of that situation a bit more than I do for those
1: of the Steelers. I agree. Um, let's go ahead and move on to two Texans receivers. We're going to lump these guys in here. Uh, Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks. Will Fuller has now caught a touchdown in four straight games against the Titans. He was six receptions for 123 yards and a score. Brandon Cooks is even getting back uh, you know, into this offense, 68 yards and a score on nine receptions. Last week, last week against Jacksonville, eight receptions for 161 yards and a touchdown. What are you doing with these receivers, Kate? You you stashing them or are you cashing them?
0: I am. Uh, I, I'm cashing in on Brandon Cooks, and I'm keeping Will Fuller. And okay. I, this, uh, I feel like, is sort of the maybe the opposite of what most people would think um Will Fuller he was a guy I tweeted about last week he just genuinely seems like a uh, a weekly must start at this point given his uh you know given the fact that he has seen a significant target share he's got touchdown upside for days um you know he's been a bit healthier this season than we would seen in seasons prior um you know he spent some of that off season time uh, I think, you know, working on the, the lower body in particular to try and improve his durability. I'm I'm buying into Will Fuller, and this is a guy that I think you can go and acquire mm-hmm. at a much lower cost than he is going to uh, provide you on the season. I think he's a great buy. Brandon Cooks, um, he's a guy that I, I love, but he's got a lower ceiling for me. Um, you know, he, he's just not... He's not Will Fuller. Like, Will mm. Fuller, if you if you have a full, healthy season with Will Fuller, he could be a top-five wide receiver. And though we've seen Cooks be productive, um, we, we just haven't seen him be as productive.
1: Yeah, Will Fuller in his last 16 games in which he's at least played. There was one game in there against Baltimore where he was active, but he he really didn't get on the field. Uh, so again, last 16 starts for Will Fuller, 77 receptions, 1,100 yards, and seven touchdowns. Uh, those are some fantastic numbers. And if we've seen anything, it's this Deshaun Watson loves him. And now that he's in a role where he's seeing more consistent targets, uh, he's just a huge part of that passing offense. And I think he's genuinely just really good at football. And the only questions are the injuries. So I agree with you there. I think the Brandon Cook's thing is a little bit more fluky. Will Fuller in that offense, we know what the ceiling is. All right, one last one, Kate. Let's talk about A.J. Green. I think a lot of people last week uh, thought he was dead, right? (laughs) I guess Baltimore and Jacksonville combined, one catch for three yards. uh, Has a breakout game against the Colts, eight receptions for 96 yards. Are we buying that A.J. Green is back, or was this a fluke?
0: Uh, I, I think we can do a little bit of both, but I'm I'm cashing in yeah, if so there is somebody in your league that is willing to take that AJ Green share off of your hands um, for There's really probably any... a Georgia
1: fan, right? Or yes.
0: Bengals fan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's it's got to be for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, like let's look through the first four games. He was on pace for 476. Yards. Nice. Um, he does not look like the same AJ Green that wow. we've seen in years past, and he's seen. It, it's not like he hasn't been getting the the target share. Um, that's been there. His his catch rate has been very low, um, below fifty percent for the first time in his career so far this season. I, I think that you know we have to maybe reconcile the fact that this is not the same A.J. Green that we once saw. And,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. If, you're, if your ceiling is uh, 8 for 96 and no score, I, are you that exciting for me? No. I want to uh, chase a higher ceiling.
1: So the last time A.J. Green had 100 yards in a game was October 21st of 2018. The last time that he's had 100 yards and a touchdown in a game was October 12th of 2017. So it's been a while since he f- he's Lord. had like a wide receiver one game. And even then, it's not like it's a, a a monster game. We haven't seen him, you know, really dominate for several years now. So I, I just think the name far outweighs the, the production and the upside. So uh, poor one. Would out you, if team.
0: somebody offered you a... Second-round pick for A.J. Green, yes or no? Sure.
1: Yeah, I'd give him. i give up A.J. Green for that. Now, if it was a third-round pick, I probably still would say yes because <laughs> I don't know what the value is of A.J. Green. Am I ever going to trust him in my lineup? Is there any upside there? I think that's a declining player where, you know, he's just going to be taking up a spot on my bench.
0: And Honestly, here's the, I... the thing, you know, like we've talked about in the past, you know, the the hit rate is, is relatively low for those picks. But, I, I mean— there are those those diamonds in the rough, right? Like, mm-hmm. there are viable. Pools, they're,
1: they're out there.
0: Yes, absolutely. So I, you know, I would rather take my shot on the fact that you know maybe I'm going to to hit on one of these picks because, right? I think we're you know it's sort of like the bell curve. We're far far on the yeah, lower side yeah. of that.
1: Yeah, and I just think there's there's some value in having in having that roster spot. You know, being able to churn guys out through the season. If A.J. Green isn't in your starting lineup and he's on your bench every week and this is a guy that's getting into his 30s and the upside isn't getting better, what's the value of having him on your team? I'm moving him now for whatever I can get, even if it's a guy that's you know, a younger receiver buried on a team. Uh, give me that upside over whatever A.J. Green has left. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe and download the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, you can follow the show at LockedOnDynasty. You can follow Kate at FFBallBlast, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the two Monday Night Football games, and we will see you back here on Thursday. Remember, Matt and Ryan will be back on Tuesday uh, to do some podcasts. So we will see you then. Enjoy this week of games.